Hey, this is Moises Orozco. I'm the equipment manager for the Seattle Sounders, and this is Mass Football Podcast. Yo, welcome back to the Mass Football Podcast, the number one soccer podcast in South Oklahoma City. I am your host, Ricardo Ulloa, and with me today, no co-host, flying solo, but not by myself. Um, I have a good guest here, a good guest brought in by my cousin, uh, Jesus Efrain. He's the, uh, I guess he's the co-host for today, the unofficial co-host for today. Hey, hey. How are you today, Jesus? Good, brother. How are you? Pretty good, man. I appreciate you for hooking me up with this special guest, um, and I, it, I think this is going to be a good podcast. Man. Yeah, heck yeah, man. Absolutely. It's my, it's my privilege to, to be able to do that. Well, I appreciate it. Um, so let me have you introduce the guest because you know I'm a little bit better than I do. Okay. Well, uh, let me introduce you to Moises Orozco. He is one of the equipment managers for the Seattle Sounders. Uh, previously, previous to that, he was the equipment manager for Detroit Football Club. Nice. Uh, he's kind of gone up, and he's man, he's on a quest to take it over. I'll tell you that. Um, but here he is. I'll let him tell you a little bit more about himself. Hey, thanks for having me here, man. I'm excited. What's up, man? What's well, first of all, let me shake your hand. It's nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, nice I wash my hands before this, so don't worry. <laughs> Times are crazy. But um ¿cómo se llama? Sorry. Moises Orozco. Moises Orozco. Well, like, it's nice to have you, man. Thank you for coming on. I hear you're leaving back to Seattle Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. So I got lucky and got you here. Yeah, on the right podcast, on time, man. man. Right on time. So tell me a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so uh I work with the Sounders. I'm one of their equipment managers and it's between three of us that take over the club and basically do all the packing, all all the work for the the players behind the scenes, getting them their jerseys. We make their jerseys for them, press their their names, the numbers, all their training gear. Uh, like what I'm wearing, we put the initials or our training sponsor and everything. So we do all of that. Mm-hmm. We also set up for for training mm-hmm. and cleaning up afterwards. So it's it's a lot of helping with the coaches, helping with the players. We're kind of like stuck between them. Um, doing all the all that work that doesn't sound as fun but it's actually a lot of fun it's the important job it's it's what makes the engine run right yeah exactly and you're exactly. doing all the hard work well that's yeah and it's the seattle sounders right the seattle sounders yeah working with the first club yeah the the champions the champions yeah the Concacaf uh, champions league champs dude how how i mean you're a kit man but you're that's still you're part of the team yeah so that you're, you're a champion then right too yeah exactly yeah dude how's that feel it uh, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. Um, you might want to hold the mic just a little bit closer. closer. Yeah, the closer yeah, yeah. that you are to it, the better it's going to sound. Um, no, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a great experience. Uh, we got to travel to a couple of different cities for the getting to the final. Uh, played against Pumas in the final. Played in Mexico City and then in Seattle. And you get to travel with them too, right? Yeah. You're, you're in there. Yeah, we, we travel. I mean, between three of us, sometimes one of us stays back. But mm-hmm. an important game like Champions League game. All three of us went. Um, playing in Seattle, the final game was was amazing. Dang. Being able to lift the uh, the trophy at home with our family and friends was, was after great. coming back, right? Because yeah. they had lost the first leg. If I remember. no, we no? we tied. We tied, we tied uh, the first leg. Yeah, we were okay. losing two zero, and somehow we managed to make a comeback in the last like fifteen minutes. Dang. Yeah, that's wild. That's yeah. legit, man. That's like the if you didn't make a pro, a kit man is just. You're close. You're yeah. basically on the pitch with that's, them. That's that's what I said. Yeah. Do you ever get to get a kick a ball with them or anything? Oh yeah, like that? all the time, all the time. Where at training, a couple of the players will like challenge me, like, "All right, crossbar, try to hit the upper 90 Let's do. <laughs> Let's tricks. see if the yeah. kit man has it or not. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I still got it. I still got it. Did you always knew know that you wanted to be a kit man, or did this just happen to come up? Not exactly. I I knew I wanted to be with with a soccer team. I wanted to be involved in soccer I wanted to play soccer I mean I played soccer my whole life mm-hmm. um, and then in 2015 um, I started working with the uh, the club in Detroit and I started working as an intern and then um, the following year one of the owners calls me back asking if I wanted to work part-time and back then they didn't have a an equipment manager they didn't even have that role what at year all. was this that was 2016, 2016. When, when they called me back again um, and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll set this up. Like I'll start setting up the locker room. I'll go to training, help out. Um, yeah. Passing out all the gear. And then, uh, so I was working part-time until about 2018, 2018, 
they asked me if I wanted to go full time with them, and I was like, easy, of course, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, I mean, at that point, I was I was a teacher. I graduated um, the university, had my teaching degree, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna leave that behind. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. working with the soccer team, and uh, slowly made my role. I shaped it into the equipment manager position mm-hmm. with Detroit, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was there from from the beginning of like the club mm-hmm. and um, being able to mold my my role in it was was really cool. Um, after that, I was like, you know, I think I'm ready for the next step. I, I actually want to be an equipment manager somewhere like mm-hmm. a little bit more defined, a little like bit more rolled. Well, yeah. I mean, you were a legit one before. No, for sure. Yeah. I think now you're trying to test the waters. All right, yeah. Let's see how far I can get now. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's see. Let's see if I can make it to the next step. Let's mm-hmm. see if I can make it to the next step. And I was really trying to. Um, put myself out there, reaching out to different teams and kind of like learning from them. And um, and one day I just got a call from the Seattle Sounders and they're like, do you want to work for us? Uh, oh, that's not how it happened, man. You got to go through the story, <laughs> man. Make give it make it interesting. All right, the real story, the real yeah, let's story. Let's hear it. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so. In, good thing uh, you're here, man. Good yeah. thing. I told you it was a good idea to give you a mic. No queridas, pero. Uh, I was, so I was seeing a girl in, oh, okay. in Detroit. Okay. I, 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 now I see why he didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so her and I, we were, we were both working for the club in, in Detroit, mm-hmm. and uh, she moved to Seattle. And I was like, I was like, oh, do I want to go to Seattle? Do I want to go to Seattle? And I was like, I don't know. I got my job here. I want it. I was like, you know what? At the end of the season, I'll go visit her. So I went to go visit her, and while I was there, I was like, oh, let me reach out to the Sounders, see if they, if I can like shadow them. It was 2020 mm-hmm. during the pandemic, yeah, so yeah, like. Yeah. They're like, oh, we w- we would love to have you in, but we can't. They're like, no, we we can't because of COVID. And I was like, oh, I understand. Okay. So a couple months pass, and uh, then I get the call. They're like, hey, are you still interested? One of our guys just left, and we need someone. I was like, dang. I was like, oh, do I want to do it now? Because I'm not with the the girl anymore. And oh, I was okay. Like, yeah. That's, so I was that like, was gonna be my second question. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, do I want to go to Seattle? You know, this experience, I mean, this this opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. Yeah. I, I got to say yes. Mm-hmm. I took it, and I was like, I think it's the best decision I've ever made. Like, It just goes to show that networking and making connections and reaching out to people, whatever, whatever course of whatever we decide to do in life, it, it, it matters, man. Oh, yeah. People remember that. People yeah. remember faces. And they remember people reaching out, and that's, that's awesome. I, I was going to say fantastic. taking a risk. Yeah. Like, that no. always isn't another good one. If you didn't Big decide time. to go to Seattle with your girlfriend at the time yeah. you wouldn't be uh, i was gonna say here on the podcast but now i'm just kidding, <laughs> here with the seattle sounders you know what i mean that's that's no, crazy exactly, yeah then yeah. you really underplayed it by you know they just called me how like yeah. <laughs> they knew me uh, nice. so shout out yeah. to your girlfriend at the time bro she yeah. you up. <laughs> <laughs> kidding kidding yeah but i mean i came in and right away like i felt i felt at home with with the uh, players they're all very like humble mm-hmm. very cool players um Talented guys, talented yeah. guys. This is they, they, another caliber of uh, oh, of it, it's crazy, players. it's crazy. But when you jumped in, was it a different kind of job as the original one you had in Detroit? Or? Completely different. Yeah, completely. So I mean, how? it was it was like the same same idea, like preparing everything for the players, having mm-hmm. all their their training gear ready for them, and um, everything that they're gonna need, everything that the coaches are gonna need. It was it was the same thing. It was just at a higher level. Mm. Like, all right. More detailed. Yeah, they're there. Okay, we every player has Three. ten items in their locker room. I mean, in their locker, they have their their pants, their short, the shirt, the quarter zip, the warm top, the rain jacket, um, and just kind of like with with MLS, mm-hmm. if you don't have a a sponsor, you're automatically sponsored by like Adidas. Well, you're not automatically sponsored by Adidas, but you have to wear Adidas. So every player we. We're giving them all the Adidas gear. Wow. Everything that we wear is Adidas. Um, so it was like walking in and having like a room just full of shoes, full of cleats. And it's like, all right, we got to pass out these four to this guy, these four to this guy. And it's like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Dang. And then you get to know the players. So yeah. So you know that this guy, this guy's an Adidas guy. Yeah. Oh, this guy's the vapor guy. And yeah. And this guy doesn't use Bengay. He uses Arnica. Or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. We, we have a lot of like, we have we have one guy that wears Pumas, a couple guys that wear Nike. 
this guy wears true socks. This guy wears maestro socks. Yeah. This guy has mate on the on one of his items that he needs. Like, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. When we travel, we have to always carry one of our like one of our pots for boiling water because mm-hmm. this guy likes his mate. So mm-hmm. we always we're always ready. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, knowing what every player likes and kind of helping them out, it just easier. Nice. Yeah. So you've been all over the world, all over the U.S. Then, all right? over the U.S., a little bit of Mexico. Um, when I was in Detroit, we went to Canada a couple of times. And mm. yeah. Do you get like I'm pretty sure you get to walk around and visit just as yeah. the players yeah. do. That's. Can you tell me a story about when it's gone completely wrong for you as a kid, man? I mean, there's been a couple experiences with uh, with with the Sounders where we get to the stadium and we're like putting everything in the locker, all right? Everybody gets their two jerseys. Um, and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, where's our, uh, where's our bag with the compression shorts? Yeah, the compression shorts. Oh, we don't have them. Oh. And luckily, like, that uh-huh. happened. That we, like, we decided to show up to the locker room the day before the game and mm-hmm. set up everything that way. Like, when we got there the day of the game, it was a little bit more relaxed. I'm really glad we did that because that's when we noticed we didn't mm-hmm. have that bag. So we ended up having to fly in an extra guy just, wow. with, that, just with that bag. Dang. Yeah. Um, but there's been other other times where, like, the day of the game, we realized we're missing a bag with mm-hmm. a couple training bags. I mean, triple. Uh, training tops. Training so. tops for, for the coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, have to right, get by. We have extras, but they don't have the initials. So, yeah. Dang. You have any questions, Sisters? No, no, not at the moment. I'm just living <laughs> this up, man. I'm just living it up. Dang, that's wild, yeah. dude. So, I mean, that's crazy, though. And it's the Seattle Sounders, too. No, yeah. no, it's, yeah. it's not the B team. It's the C team. You're traveling with the first team. With the first team, yeah, yeah. Well, what was uh, what was a, a big difference that you can that you might be able to make it more relatable for us? Big difference changing from a lower-level division team to, I mean, Division One level team. One of the things for me was if a player asked for a second training top, we got it. Whereas in Detroit, mm. you're like, oh, you already used your training top for today. You're just like, you're just kind of have to do like your own workouts in your own shirt that you brought in. Yeah. Because um, we only in Detroit, like when we when I was there, we only had the budget for like what we needed, yeah. what we needed. Whereas with the Sounders, our budget is so huge. Our inventory is huge. Like if a player uses us two training tops and then decides he wants to go into the gym, mm-hmm. he comes to us and he's like, oh, I need another shirt. And we give him another shirt. And it's just like whatever they want, we got it. We oh, always luxury. we always have stuff in the back. Yeah. And a lower level team, it's like, ah. Yeah. You only get one a season, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like a newlyweds versus established yeah. an established marriage, right? Yeah. At first, man, you're struggling. You're paycheck to paycheck you're budgeting everything so that's how detroit fc was kind yeah. of budgeting everything and then as time goes on you become a division a division one team and just exactly. it's easy yeah no no exactly and then with detroit we only had one jersey mm-hmm. i mean we had our home and away jersey but every player only had one home jersey one away jersey whereas the sounders every player gets two home jerseys two away jerseys and if they exchange them well, the next day we go out, we press a new one, and we get, we make it for them. They Dang. get they get eight That's jerseys cool. per season, and if they want more, they'll they'll they like, have to purchase. They one. have to they have to. Oh, it comes out of their budget. Yeah, it comes you know, out of the check. Their paycheck. Their check, yeah. And then I overheard you talking to Jesus that even the kit managers exchange jerseys and gear. Always, Is that true? Always, I always exchange. I always want to have my collection of who we've played against, and especially if like I know a player from the other team or like I like someone from mm-hmm. the other team, um, I'll always ask, Hey, do you want to? make a jersey exchange and like do you have anybody on my team that you want and you give me someone on your exactly, team like that exactly 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 um like recently um our preseason for the sounders we were in palm springs mm-hmm. and that's my hometown right there yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 uh a lot of a lot of teams like to like get together in the same place mm. and do like a preseason basically Camp. together like so every team will do their own like training sessions and stuff but then we have like scrimmages and stuff mm-hmm. and um in the hotel, every team has their own level, every floor, whatever, so mm. you don't, like, mix. And when we were there, they didn't have a room big enough for our equipment room, mm-hmm. so they moved us down a floor, just the equipment staff, but everybody else was on, like, the higher floor. Mm-hmm. My room was on the same floor as LA Galaxy, my. and my room was across the hall from Chicharito. No, just... Yeah. And you, I heard, I heard you're a Chivas guy, so... Chivas, big Chivas fan, That's big Chivas up, fan, so yeah... 
Chivas fan, Man United fan, Real Madrid fan. Mm-hmm. Teams that he's played on. Yeah, todas. Yeah. Dang. Um, Not all of them, but the big he, ones. He came out. He would come out of his room every morning. Me saludaba. Really nice guy. Yeah. Very humble. So when they came to play in uh, Seattle, I, like, asked him for the jersey. Mm-hmm. And the equipment manager at the end of the game, he, like, gave it to me. And it was Don't signed. It was, like, he was, like. Uh, pa Moisés con cariño, chicharito, and I was like, I was like, heck yeah, damn, yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. That's that. I was gonna ask you if you've gotten if, what's the most special jersey that you've gotten, but that does that I one think, top the cake? I think that one's it. I damn. think that one's it for me. Yeah, yeah. that's why I have yeah. a lot of them, and especially I think every Chivas player that has played in the in MLS, I have their jersey. Everyone, huh? Signed. Yeah. So this means. You're going to be fishing for Messi's when he comes to Inter Miami, huh? Or have you even I thought mean, about that? I mean, I'm a that? big Ronaldo fan, but when Messi but comes that, that, in, I... I come I mean, on, bro. It's it's Messi, you got to have Messi. You got to have Messi. And, and I'm really good friends with the... Uh, that's what I was going to say. At this point, like, you know the kit managers <laughs> oh, yeah. of the places, so you could just, like, hey... Like, yeah, yeah. So kit managers scratch kit managers just, back. Just yeah. a nonchalant text. Hey, dude, uh, when Messi comes over... <laughs> dude, what's gonna, what's funny about the Inter Miami equipment manager is that when I was at Detroit... He was in Chattanooga, which is the same level. Mm-hmm. I left Detroit to go to Seattle. There's a bottle of water, too, if you want one. It's unopened. So. Thank you, man. Um, I left Seattle, and then uh, the team in Minnesota asked me if I wanted to leave Seattle to go to Minnesota, which is also first division. And I was like, no, I can't. I just got here to Seattle. Like, I'm really enjoying it. And Seattle, I mean, it's Seattle. These guys have won yeah. a couple championships. They're, exactly. They're, not to say anything bad about Minnesota, but... It's like you can't compare, really, to me. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I love the guys in Minnesota. Those guys are so cool. It's so cold in Minnesota, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, but I was like, you know what? I have someone in mind for you. Mm-hmm. So I like put their uh, put the Chattanooga guy on their line, mm. and they were like, "All right, that works. That works." And the moment that they were gonna hire him, Inter Miami hired him. Wow. So he went to Inter Miami, and like him and I are like really good friends. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, yeah, All right. Yeah. So now I know. Now I know who to talk to. Dude, if you can get like two, three, 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 <laughs> three man, three. get three. The Messi, dude. I what what I would do with the Messi jersey. Yeah. My brother has a crazy story about when he was playing at Mid America Christian University, and they were playing at the Houston facility. And mm-hmm. at the time, Argentina was traveling, and they ended up figuring out that they were going to be training on the same pitch that they were going to be playing at. Yeah. And they got to see them walk out the bus. And my brother was just telling me about how that was top. Just be able yeah. to be in the presence of yeah. the greatness yeah. of Messi. And another girl got her shoe signed. And, yeah, if I had a shoe signed, I would never play in that shoe ever again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just top. Like, wow. It's getting framed. It's going to up. It's going up on the, on the oh, mantle. Yeah. Right? What oh, other yeah. players have you tried to get? No Slatan jerseys or anything no, like that? No, I came, I came in after him. After, Man, okay. after Slatan already left, I moved up to MLS. But, yeah. Um, Yes, the trophies, mm-hmm. Carlos Fierro. Yeah, yeah. Who else? And trophies yeah, is killing it lately too. With yeah. that, he had a couple games. I think this season where he was just on yeah. fire. The Olimpico, and then he had yeah. another volley that game. That was that, that was the uh, he had a hat trick that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was, was a, a crazy good game. game. Wow, good game. Yeah, he's so, a good good person as well. Is yeah. he? That's wild. So from yeah. here, like this is. Would you consider a dream job, right? This is a dream job, yeah. So when there's no level up, or do you have, like, if you were I do. to sit down and be like, what what I, I do from here? So originally, when I was in Detroit, I was like, you know, my dream is to make it to MLS. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of those dreams where I didn't think I was going to make it, or, or I was going to make it once I was older. Yeah. Because you look at a lot of these equipment managers, and they're older. They're like, Small. not a lot of young guys out here. And I'm like, man, all right, I'm just going to stick with Detroit, whatever. My family's here. I'm loving it. It's good. I just can't wait to make it up there. Finally made it to MLS, and like I think it was like my first month or second month, I sat down. And I was like, "What's what's my next goal?" Mm. Like not, I'm not trying to leave anytime soon, but you always have to have like something yeah, something yeah. ahead of you that like you want. I was like, you know what? Being the equipment manager for La Selección Mexicana, that would be fired. Yeah. That's, that's my next one. That's my next so one. So that one, if they put it up to you, like U.S. Men's National Team or Mexico, like where would you go? If if they let me decide between those two, you'd pick Mexico. Mexico, huh? Mexico, yeah. What if uh, it was some? Not, not now. Let's say like uh, Trinidad and Tobago or like uh, Jamaica. Any national team? Would you jump just because it's a national team, or would you just consider it? Considering um, that you're at Seattle now. 
You get where I'm going with this? Yeah, like, no, no, I, I I know what you're going with it. Uh, it's like going from the Detroit to MLS. You would have yeah. gone with any MLS team, but from here, would you go with any international team? I don't know if I would. Mm. I don't know if I would. There's there's a couple that I that would be like, okay, yeah. Even mm. if it's not Mexico, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But I don't know if I do any team. No. I don't know, yeah. No, nah, it's just Mexico national yeah. team, huh? I mean, I also told myself, I was like, if Real Madrid offers me. Yeah. I'm watching. Man U. Yeah, you Man know? U. Oh yeah, Man U. What's yeah. uh, do you? What's the highest kit manager person that you know, or one that you're just like, as that's SA way. The the equipment manager from Man City. From Man City, you yeah. bumped into the Man City. I haven't like met him in person, but like him and I are, like I'll talk on Instagram. Mm. Yeah, he's oh, wow. he's really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. And then whenever they come over for the summer games, you probably get some. If, I mean, next summer. I mean. If they do come and mm-hmm. I'm near them or whatever, I could probably reach out. I mean, I do know a couple of equipment managers from from Europe and mm-hmm. or especially from England. Uh, those guys have like a really cool personality. Yeah, it's all yeah, about yeah, being yeah. an equipment manager for them, and it's pretty cool. Is there like a code among the kit managers oh, yeah. out there? Oh yeah. Like, tell me some of the things that a regular person wouldn't know about a kit. I manager. mean, they're just. I mean. They look out for each other. They look out for each other. Yeah, like the uh, equipment manager from from Wolves, uh, from England, mm-hmm. messaged me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do a jersey ex- exchange?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, but just who do you want?" And he's like, "Oh, I'll take Freddie Montero." And I was like, "Okay." And then he's like, <laughs> "That's so wild." Yeah, and, I, and he's like, "Who do you want from uh, Wolves?" And I was like, "Raúl Jiménez." Raúl Jiménez. And he's like, "Yeah, of course, I got it." <laughs> no. Sends me a jersey signed and everything, and I was like, "All right, this is okay. insane." That's cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so what's what's your number, man? What's your number as far as uh, jerseys? Yeah. What's your collection? Tell us about that. You gotta have a collection. Oh, it's right? it's huge. It's huge. Um, more than half of them are in Detroit, mm-hmm. um, just because that's where my collection started, and it was gonna be hard to like bring them in. But with Detroit, I had so many. Um, I got to the point where I had like extra jerseys from Detroit from like previous years that we weren't gonna do anything with them. And I was like, I'll take them. Yeah, I, I took a bunch of them, and then uh, isn't that what you sent me? Yeah, you, you I, I sent, sent me I sent, two or yeah. three shirts. Dude, if you have any, <laughs> I was gonna say, dude, if you have any leftovers, <laughs> just let them drop them, drop them. This I'm pretty way, sure dude. I still have some at home, but uh, I like would reach out to equipment managers from mm. MLS, and I would ask them a question or two, just trying to like learn. That's like, networking right there, though. Exactly, just letting them know that you're here and yeah, just, just, hey, you know, at the end, I'd be like, oh, thank you. Uh, I have a jersey. If you want it, we can do an exchange, and they're like, yeah, sure. And they would always ask me, like, do you want a specific person? I'm like, yeah. Aviéntame la de Pizarro. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, here you go. No, so you have a Pizarro one too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on in, bro. Come on in. Pablo, sit down, bro. What's up, what's up? We're getting nitty gritty. Hey. Yeah. If I have the keys if you want to get the mic from the car. Here, you no, can no, take this one, man. Oh, okay. Well, listen to this, bro. He was telling us about, you might not have known this about kit managers. Pablo Lopez, the co-host, just walked in. You, um... The code of conduct among uh, kit managers. That's like it sounds like Pokemon cards right now. Like if you want a card, I'll trade you my card for your card, and you yeah, basically, basically get basically. kits. Yeah, he's telling me about how he got Chicharito's kit signed. Nice. Yeah. Was kind of, um, Here you go. We were talking about it right now, and then uh, the story came up to me because you know how Argentina just played uh, Italy. They were like, uh, somebody asked Emiliano. They were like, hey. Uh, how how difficult is your job to the Argentina's kit manager? And he's like, well, it's pretty difficult. And he's like, how many Messi jerseys do you give out? And he's like, per game, this is per game, it's two to three hundred shirts. Because no. every yeah, everybody's asking like, hey, give me a Messi shirt. I mean, Anna's like, yeah, everybody's always asking me, hey, give me a Messi shirt. Two hundred to three hundred shirts. I can imagine yeah. the job is pretty difficult when it comes to I mean, like shirts. No specific player are we uh, giving out that many per day. But maybe at the end of the season we'll have like like Raul Ruiz Diaz. Yeah. We'll probably give out like maybe have like a hundred that he's ordered, two hundred that he's ordered, because he like he'll get them and give them away. He gives them away like every game. I think it's at least two or three jerseys that we have to like make. Two hundred for Messi yeah. is wild, dude. Because I was thinking about it like I was listening to uh, the podcast that tiene the guy that broke his foot from Chivas, como se llama Canelo. Angulo, and he was talking about how difficult it is to get those jerseys. Like, imagine everyone trying to get Messi's jersey when Mexico plays them. Like, who are they gonna go to? Yeah. Pues aguardado. 
you know like yeah. guardado you know him personally you played with him but yeah nah you got to be good with the kit person because yeah yeah he was just telling me about how a wolf he he, commu- he sends messages out to kit managers asking him questions and he'll exchange jerseys with them and the wolves guy will say well who do you want he was mandame la rojo jimenez and then he had one for him this is fascinating stuff right here yeah. dude <laughs> His goal is to be the U.S. men, no, the Mexico national yeah, team. Mexico, Mexico. Can you imagine what the person had to do to be that kit man? Because that's not a job anybody wants it's, to give up like that. No, dude. no, it's 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 a hard it's a hard job to get, and especially a hard one to pass by. Yeah, I've uh, the equipment uh, manager from uh, León de Mexico. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Oh, I was offered the position, but he's like, I had a couple things going on, so I couldn't I couldn't take it. So I said no. Somebody took it, and he's like." He's like, I know. He's like, I might not see that position again. If he if he would have hit you up, yeah, and they said, hey, get us a kit manager para León, you know, what would you have done? I think so. Is that too much? Of, is that too big of a leap, or would you have just gone? No, no, I think I would have done it. I think yeah. I would have done it. Yeah, yeah. Kit manager for Las Chivas. Oh, for sure. In a heartbeat. For sure. For sure. In a heartbeat. Where Where do I sign? Like, where do I sign? <laughs> what if they hit you up with the America? Like, hey, but look, the thing that is, is you sign you sign for America. <laughs> it hurts. Keep in mind that you sign for America, you're this much closer to being the no, men, that, it US, is true. Mexico national team. Yeah, it is true. It is true. And Ooh. even and even even working for for Chivas, because mm-hmm. like once you're in the league, other equipment managers know of you, mm-hmm. and that's happened here. Like I've been offered positions with with Houston. With um, Minnesota, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) I I already have it lined up. I already have it lined up. I'm getting one. I'm I'm getting one. That you're gonna get one. You're gonna get. That you're gonna get three, four. You're gonna get four. (laughs) It's growing. It's growing every time. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Treat your kit managers nicely, guys. Oh yeah. You need these guys as your friends. This is wild. Yeah. You know, actually, all the players want to be friends with the equipment manager. Yeah. All the players. When I was in Detroit. They were all trying to be like my best friend, and and like f- most of them, I I'm still in contact with most mm-hmm. of them from Detroit. And I was uh, telling Efrain, uh, every time we traveled, I used to travel with this one game, and at dinner, I think we could only fit like six or eight people to play this game. At dinner, as they're all leaving the uh, the dining room, because we had our own room mm-hmm. for for meals and stuff. As they're leaving, they'd like come up to the staff table, say goodbye to all of us, and then they'd be like, "Save me a spot." like all right all right i got you i got you and then when we got the limit i'll be like all right sorry man you're out you're out for today maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow Dang. yeah paulo you have any questions bro no dude uh some some leaving regards um i i know how important kit managers are because cities managers or kit managers are, are like a sole part of the team um if you ever watch the the city documentary on Amazon Prime. It shows you like in hey, depth like what they do. Yes. Yeah, Brandon. I love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's, that's, he's, my bro. that's my that's bro. my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and I talk all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. That guy's bro. That guy's funny. Yeah. That guy's like like guys don't see, like. I mean, people who watch soccer just to watch it don't see like all the background stuff, like from yeah. the kit managers to the people who take care of the fields. You know, it's it's a it's a it takes a village to be able to really produce a big great club. Yeah. Um, and like he said, man, being a kit manager is one of the one of those like you're like, oh, this is amazing. You know, this is like yeah. top tier. Um, but yeah, he is like he's a soul power to what like the locker room vibe needs to be. And yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of times that's the, that's like the equipment manager job because yeah, you're you're SMB you're a staff man. member, but you're not one of the coaches. So you're not you don't have to be serious. You need to be fun. You need to have fun with the players. Yeah. You need to really enjoy it. And that's how I am like. We're in the locker room. I'm messing around with all the guys. I'm yeah. joking around with them. And, yeah, like, there's a couple of things that I've learned from uh, from Brandon. Like, every time when I was in Detroit, every time we won a trophy, I always did the belly slide in the locker yes, room. Yes, the belly slide every is time. iconic. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. The belly slide is like they, they did it, like, a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny. I mean, I don't do it at his level. He gets <laughs> he gets down in his uh, boxers his yeah, and just does just, it. I would do it. I would do it in my shirt and shorts. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, every time. It, it's it's like a, one of those vital parts that the locker room needs. Like you said, someone needs to be serious, but then there has to be that other part where it's like, hey, it's sport itself. You know, like you have to, you know, it's demanding, but you also have to remember it's something that you do because it's fun. Yeah. You know, so. The yin and the yang. Yeah. yeah. A little, it ruins little, the game if it, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like you got to have a balance. Yeah. yeah. But I have to depart. Uh, had some stuff lined up, but 
I'm glad that you got somebody this important on, dude. Loving it, yeah. It's great. <laughs> great. Love when people reach out. And, like, these are stories we probably wouldn't even have known if people don't reach out. So if you yourself know anybody that has, like, these amazing jobs that people don't know about, let us know and we'll get them on here. You know what the cool thing is? Now that we know the kit manager, we're one step closer to interviewing some professional soccer Heck yeah, players. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Or if we go and visit me, one day in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Dude, could it, yeah. could it happen? Could it happen? Paolo, I'll uh, see you tomorrow. We got two recordings. Yes, sir. We'll be there early in the morning. Dale, dale, dale. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close with a lot of the, the players and stuff, and we'll hang out. Like, sometimes we'll be like, hey, let's uh, the Friday night. Let's go. I'm like, all right. I'm down for it. Yeah. It, it puts you, like, in a, such a great position because I think I had also seen that you create content as well right no no one of my one of my buddies creates content he's okay. uh he's a youtuber uh but you were in one of the videos yeah too, so. no i'm in i'm in a lot of his videos i like he was uh he used to be the assistant coach for detroit now he's uh doing something else but hmm. um yeah him and i since 2015 we're working together and then there was a, one of the players that would join us and just us three was hanging out all the time we always made videos and stuff mm. man on the way over here he showed me some pictures on instagram he's oh this is my buddy this is who i was telling you about he's going through pictures and i swear i mean i'm telling you mm. every picture had had kit man Moore right here <laughs> had a, he was in, right in the background of every picture i mean he's with trophies in every picture i mean yeah. it's just it was it's legit man it's pretty cool to see uh, a family member a close family member uh, reach a level like that uh, yeah man i mean that's that's just fantastic man mm. and make it, it it's prideful pride for us you know our our family our cousins are yeah. just they're making it to levels that are for for it's a professional dude yeah i'm at a loss for words you know i don't yeah. even know what to say <laughs> it's just it's awesome man yeah no the the day that we won the uh the championship i got my parents on the field mm. and they like my dad was like a little kid he was like i can imagine did that pictures soccer? He played soccer growing up. Oh, man. Huge soccer guy. Talk about the number one soccer fanatic. I'd yeah. say I'd say my dad, and then you, you see my tío Samuel, his dad. Mm. Uh-uh. He he's a number Crazy. one soccer fanatic. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Like he was man. he was on the field, and he's talking to a couple of the players, and he's like he's like, oh, I remember you when you were in in 2005. You were playing for Morelia and blah blah blah. And I'm like, nice, All right, dad. You know his history better than he does. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, nah, he was he was like a little kid, and he was really enjoying it. And then afterwards, he's like. He's like, man, who would have thought that we would be here on a professional field holding like a trophy, this big of a trophy? He's drinking from it too. You're just like, where's my dad? And he, <laughs> yeah. like no, this. he actually got to lift the trophy before I did. Wow. Yeah, he's wow. on the field taking pictures with it. And I was like, Vuelta Olimpica. Like, where's it at? Yeah. Oh, it's like, over there. I was like, when did my dad get the? When did he That's get the trophy? Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a dream. No, for sure. It was. It was one of those. I. They asked me. I said yes. I mean, the Sounders. I, I was like, yeah. Mm. And then I was like, oh shoot! Now I gotta tell my parents I'm leaving. Oh, I'm they take moving it? from Michigan to Seattle. And at first, my mom, my my mom was like, she was really happy. Mm. And then my dad was like, he was like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do it? And I was like, I was like, yeah, dad, this is it's my dream. And he's like, go for it, go for it, do it. Yeah. And he knew more about the Sounders than I did. Did he? Before I like, I was like. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for the Sounders. He's like, oh, este Raul juega allí. Um, <laughs> este, Saludos a este. Yeah, no, he was like, tell me. He's like, oh, this guy used to play for the Las Chivas, and then he played for the Sounders. Now he's the assistant coach. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, nah, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. You know? Yeah, his name is Edgar. Was, he knew exactly. I was like, wow. Wow, this, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We've talked a lot about the good moments as a kit manager. Um, can you tell me about some of the – hard things or hard moments that you've gone being a kit manager because you're away a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with Detroit, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of stress. Cause like I said, we didn't have what we needed. And sometimes it was like long hours. I was, I was working in Detroit. I would get there at seven in the morning and I'd probably be leaving at seven or eight at night. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like, I was like, all right, I, I just need better, better resources for this and um it was almost like i lived with my parents but i never saw my parents because mm. it was like long hours but but then the moments that i did see them they were they were good um now working in seattle it's it's amazing but i'm so far away from everyone mm-hmm. it was moving to a new new city new state not knowing anyone not knowing anything really mm. um it was it, it was tough that was for me that was that was tough and and sometimes, like, 
I try to stay a little bit longer at, at work just because I'm like, all right, I'm with people I know here. Because mm-hmm. the moment I go home, I'm like, all right, let's turn on the TV and see what to do. And so those those moments for me are tough. But I mean, at work, I mean, there's I'm really into what I do. I have a lot of passion for for what I do for the team. So when we lose, like I feel like I lose as well. Mm. I mean, we made, last year we made it to the finals of the uh, the League's Cup in in Las Vegas, and we played against Leon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, we got this, we got it. We ended up losing three to two, and man, I I took that like so hard. I was yeah. like, man, I wanted I wanted to lift the trophy. And I was like, uh, I mean, obviously, every everybody wants yeah. to win. It's it's so hard, and then. And now I over here want to be like, but you weren't even on the field. But yeah. that's not true. You did no. a lot of the work yeah. to get your team there. So it's, no. yeah, as you play your part in that part of the journey. Too. And even even seeing it in the locker room, like the players, they're just like they're they're down. Hmm. They're it's quiet. And having those quiet locker rooms, it's 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 tough. Like not knowing what to do or say. And it's like, man, all right, the game's over. Let's pack up. Let's go. Hmm. But when but when you win. Hmm. Music's blasting. We're there an extra 30, 45 minutes because mm-hmm. the guys aren't, they're not showering. They're not changing. They're just parting it up. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, what we're talking. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, no, and we're like parting it up. But when we lose, it's like no music at all. Everybody gets dressed quickly and we're out. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, we also lost our first game in the uh, MLS playoffs mm-hmm. against a team that we should have easily won against. I mean, if you look at the stats, it was like 30 shots on target to zero shots on target, and we lost. Mm-hmm. We lost. We went to overtime. We went to PKs, and we lost five to four. And it was like, yeah, we we controlled the field. We mm-hmm. had like 70 percent possession, still lost. And it's like, I mean, it happens. I mean, you you get those games where you're a lot better than the team, but you're too confident and. Mm. You don't take those opportunities, and yeah, yeah, it'll cost you. Look For sure. At, look at how Real Madrid got to the Champions League final, man, and even won it after Liverpool were just on them, on them, on them, on them. It was, it was, a t- it was a tough game. Oh, but you're a Real Madrid fan, yeah, so you know Madrid exactly fan. what I'm talking about. Huh? This guy's crazy, dude. <laughs> Real Madrid fans are just on another level, dude. That's that's wild, man. Yeah. And you think the boy Benz is gonna get the Valencia? Oh, this for sure, year? has For sure. To, right? If no, he, if he doesn't, doesn't, if he doesn't win it, it's rigged. It yeah, doesn't yeah. win. It's rigged. It's we all know it's rigged already. But don't like, don't tell me it's Messi winning it. Don't tell me it's Ronaldo winning it. No, 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 no. Who no. who who comes up second? Mm. Salah probably. Salah, could be. Or KDB. KDB, that's a good one. I pick KDB over Salah. Oh yeah. I don't know oh, who yeah. pick. I don't know who we'd have for third, but I, I don't know. Think. We might have Messi winning it. I mean, uh, making a comeback just because if they he just wins won. the World Cup. Not not the World Cup. They ju- I mean they just won the. Uh, Against Italy, and they look good, man. They look good. That looked really good. Messi, Messi in the international squad looks so, so different from being at PSG. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I mean, Messi, Messi at PSG was hasn't been hasn't been what you you're used to. Yeah, that's Messi a, at Barcelona was was something was something else. Yeah, I feared him. I feared him. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a Real Madrid guy. Yeah, he's, he's a scary guy. What's on the what's one now that you're as a kit manager and done a whole bunch of things like what's on your bucket list? Traveling again to Europe. To I Europe? definitely I definitely want to go to Europe. Again? Uh, yeah, I've been to England. Okay. I've been to England, did a couple, been to a couple stadiums, couple games, uh, spent, what was it, two weeks in, in England, one week in, in London, and I went to like, I got to see Man City Stadium, um, Chelsea's, been to a Chelsea game, uh, Aston Villa game, Crystal Palace game. And you were only there for a week? Uh and I was there for two weeks, two weeks, but the first week I saw like maybe half those games. This is before pre kit man you. Uh no, that was that was uh twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. So I was already a kit man for for Detroit. But you weren't using like your. That's actually that's actually how I uh, connected with Brandon and oh, okay. Man City. Yeah, yeah. So I took the the tour of their stadium, mm-hmm. and after the the tour, I like posted on on Instagram. I was like, man, I wish I could have seen. Brandon's uh, equipment room, hmm. and he actually responded to my my post. Hmm. He's like, "Oh, maybe next time you're in town." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> well, say less." Okay. You haven't tried to send one to the Ramadril one. Do you know who the kitman is on there? No, no. So usually, I'm pretty good at like finding out mm. who's who's the equipment manager where, and um, like slowly they add up because every every equipment manager is friends with each other. Mm-hmm. They all know each other. 
I mean, you start adding one or two in England and all of a sudden they all start popping up and following you. That's and true. The algorithm hits Yeah. Um, but for Madrid, no. no, no I've, I've looked it up. I think, they're, I think their equipment managers are older, so yeah. I don't think they have... Nike. Yeah. I don't think it's, that's, mm. it's tough. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Susan, any questions? No, no, man. I'm telling you, I'm just living it up right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of questions, and you guys, you guys are popping it out, man. This is about yeah. you guys today. Nice, yeah. dude. So then, tell me about how you, why you fell in love with the sport of soccer. Like, where did that? The one that was just a I mean, from my dad. Yeah. Straight up from my dad. I mean, I was, I was playing soccer. Maybe when I was like five. Mm-hmm. I was. The, just running around. We would go to my brother's training sessions, and I would be running around with the ball. I, as soon as I could run, I wanted to play. Do so you have older siblings then? Yeah, I have two older brothers. Um, both of them played soccer growing up. Mm. Um, so then you're the best one of the three or what? I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Who's uh, the best one of the three? Of the three, I, I would have to say Marco. Marco, Marco. Marco is always the, the more went, athletic he one. He went further than you? He... I mean, no, I think we both made it to the same. He's like, no, same. because I'm with Seattle Sounders. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Um, no, I, he he got to play with uh, a club team, mm-hmm. but my parents realized how expensive it was. Yeah. So when I got there, they were like, no, we can't afford it. And I was like, man, all right. Man. But yeah. That's crazy, though. Yeah. So then. Yeah. Weren't you talking about, weren't you talking about something uh, not too long ago on a previous podcast or something where you guys are doing something, some sort of fundraising or something for club players or something like that? Mm, nah. I don't or 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 looking into into, looking into starting a starting something like that. that okay. could, uh, it's expensive. Yeah, man. It's, it's dumb expensive. It but is. I mean, yeah, I, I see both sides of it too. Yeah. You know, I see why it could be expensive because being a coach isn't easy either. It's sure. a lot no, of time. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. They definitely need to get paid, but it's just it's done so differently in other countries. You oh know, yeah. That yeah, like even even Slatan was talking about mm-hmm. it. He was like, I have two kids, and he's like, it's crazy how much I'm paying for them to play at a at a high level. Yeah. I mean, and that's coming from a professional athlete, mm-hmm. someone who's making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's if it's expensive for him, can you imagine? Imagine, imagine that us. isn't making millions yeah. exactly. And yeah, and it's so different because once you make like the let's say the youth team for Seattle Sounders, mm-hmm. they, they, for them it's already paid for. I don't sure. know if that's the case over there, but uh, it just seems so uh, accessible in other places. You yeah, know? So. but even I mean, yeah, I mean the the fruit of that playing for a youth team for the sounders one of the academy teams is sometimes you don't play at your level you'll play mm-hmm. a level up mm-hmm. i mean we had we've had kids who are like 14 training with the first team wow i mean we have our youngest player that's signed with the first team is 16 mm. and this kid is baller. a baller is a baller like i'm not even close to his level and he's 16 like just imagine where he's going mm-hmm. like this guy, this guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to see him, like, just, just there. Yeah. As a human. Can you yeah, imagine yeah. being 16 on the first team? Like, how do you go to your 10th grade class and Man. not oh. e- you can't play on your high school team because you're just... You're we have a handful dominate. of kids that are 18 or younger. Hmm. And it's like, like, one of them, I think I was talking to him the other day, and he was like, uh, he was like, oh, no, I didn't finish my homework, so I had to do it. And I was like, oh, oh shoot. Oh yeah, you're doing online classes. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah, I finished my online class and I'm doing this, and I'm like, I'm I'm so far away from school now that I'm like, I don't even remember that. I don't even think about it. Huh? Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's crazy. Crazy yeah. to think you got kids that young playing, you know, and and still going to school and stuff yeah. like that. That's ridiculous. So parents do a lot for their kids to be yeah. where yeah. they're playing at. I know a couple parents that drive their kids to Dallas to play on a club team. So yeah. From take, here. Yep. Oh, Oklahoma man. City to Dallas, just driving. I mean, the, the the 16-year-old, his dad has to drive him into training. Yeah. How far do you? Th- oh, yeah, because he's 16. He's 16. Like, yeah. Wow, man. How did you get started on this? The, on podcast, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, the podcast stuff. Anything. Uh, for the podcast, it, it just has always been something that I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. I like consuming content for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I love listening to stories, and with this, with the soccer stuff that we do. It just came easy to be able to get soccer players to come on. So we've yeah. had college coaches on. We've had college players. We're going to interview tomorrow a, co- a high school player that's going to go 
play the Allstate game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the Chickasha, Chickasha High School coaches are coming on too, so we're going to get to speak to them. And now it's just, just uh, I don't want to stop. Just keep going. Keep exactly. consistent. Yeah, yeah. And I think the guests will just come up. So yeah. that's basically what this has turned into. And then with the Football Factory stuff, we do free trainings. Like mm -hmm. here next week, we're going to do our Sunrise Soccer that starts on Tuesday. And we're going to have free practices from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 6 a.m. for an hour. And then yeah. we get... We allow anybody to come in. They just have to register and whatnot. And we had one summer up to 100 kids show up. Wow. I see Nomasala Gratis just showing up at the crack of dawn. Ooh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And we have an Instagram page now where we repost a lot of the Instagram account, the high school scores. Mm -hmm. So now a lot of high school teams have their own Instagram page. We'll take those. We'll post those, repost those. Season just ended. And we probably reached like more than 100K. Yeah. accounts just just posting all that that's stuff. awesome that's good and then we'll post the energy stuff which we don't have a professional soccer team anymore but we have semi-pro teams and basically yeah. we just do soccer yeah yeah I, I was actually looking that up uh which teams are here mm -hmm. i know you guys have a mpsl team mm -hmm. and, and that's what detroit was they, they when i started with them they were uh mpsl and then they moved up to now their usl championship mm -hmm. which Oklahoma Energy is or, or was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they're still a team. They're just taking kind a, of linked. Taking yeah, a break right taking now. a break mm -hmm. right now. And but what they've been doing during this break is is awesome. They're still reaching out to the mm -hmm. community. They still have all the youth teams, which is which is amazing mm -hmm. because that that's where they're going to get their players in the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, Detroit had a bunch of youth teams as well. Now that they're grown up, they're older than eighteen. We had to start a women's team. Mm -hmm. So now we have a uh, women's USL team and. I mean, that's that's exactly how everything starts for me, I think. Mm. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Because I try to I try to reach out to the uh, equipment manager from from the energy. Yeah. But I just like couldn't find anything. And I was like, oh, this, uh, this team's he, not right now. I forgot where the kit manager, the kit manager used to play with the Sunday League. And now he, that, I'm telling you, as soon as that job ended, he, yeah. he actually, I'm not sure how he, he probably quit before it happened. Yeah, yeah. But now he's somewhere else, man. And that's cool. Because I always wondered, I was like, is he going to do something different or is he going to be a kit man? For me, for me, it was all about Instagram. Mm -hmm. I reached everybody on Instagram and even asking questions. Like, you don't have to get anything from them. It's just like asking a question to, like, make yourself a better person or grow mm -hmm. in what you're doing. Um, but that's honestly how I wanted to do it. Um, I, I started asking, I mean, when... MLS did the uh, the that bubble for the MLS's back after after COVID. You were part of that bubble. Huh? Uh, I wasn't part of that bubble, but I was I was seeing a lot of equipment managers do different things because mm. like since they were in the bubble, they couldn't do the laundry. Mm. The hotel service had to do the laundry for them. But then you had teams that like like Cincinnati was wearing all white. They couldn't. I mean, if they had like stains on their like grass stains on their their shorts and stuff. Instead of just handing it off to the hotel service, this guy was uh, washing everything in his bathtub. No. He would wash it like in his bathtub and then pass it on to the serv uh, hotel service. To make sure it was yeah. clean. And he was putting it on his Instagram story. And I like I asked him, I was like, so what are you doing? How do you do it? What do you do? And he like told me everything. I was like, all right. I mean, now I know for like if that ever happens to me. Yeah. Like now I know. Wow, yeah. that's wise of you that yeah. you, you know, you pick up from lessons from others instead of going through it. You already are like yeah. just thinking of problems that you're going to have instead of not going through it. That's yeah. Yeah. you're onto something, man. Yeah. And then I love the way how fearless you are into just reaching out. And yeah. Just and, and, and I knew like, all right, I'm not going to get answered every time. I'm going to get ignored sometimes. And I mean, I've gotten to the point where I have people reaching out to me now. Mm. I have random kids like asking me, like, how do I, how do I do this? I've had two or three kids that that asked me like like oh i would like to get involved with the detroit team or get involved with the any team like what did you do and i was like well what did you do so i'm a kid just asking like hey how do i yeah. become a kid manager at seattle what advice would you give them i mean i told them i i went into the the general manager's office and i like i was like how can i get involved hmm. what can i do at that point i got lucky because he was like oh we're looking for interns we are looking for a soccer ops intern that knows a little bit about soccer. Cause usually all the interns that they hired were all like business people. Mm -hmm. I have a degree, but not the, yeah. And I was like, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not into business. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do soccer stuff. I'm trying to be on the field. He's like, Oh, perfect. We need someone. Um, and to be honest, I went to their tryouts. I knew I wasn't going to make it, but afterwards I met the general manager and I was like, I still want to be involved. And he's like, all right, simple. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, sometimes it just, even if you have to be an, an intern and kind of like not even get paid, because that's how my my internship was. It was, I got paid very little. I think for the whole summer I worked four, four months and I got paid like maybe like 500 bucks, mm. which was like less than gas money. But I was like, you know what? I'm in. Mm-hmm. I made it. They know who I am now. The following year, they're looking for new interns because they try to get new interns every year to give everyone an, a, a chance, some experience. And one of the owners called me. He's like, hey, I liked what you did while on the field with the guys. I like I liked what you were doing in the locker room. You want to come back? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, so kind of start off small, and then you, you reach out, and you get bigger and bigger and bigger. I yeah. think the big one is networking. Oh, for sure. And being nice for to sure. everybody. Like, cause for that, sure. that carries you, you know? Yeah. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Insane. Chewy. I think networking in general, man, just like like I said before, anything you do in life, doesn't matter if it's not soccer, doesn't matter if it's business, doesn't matter if it's teaching, whatever it is that you're doing in life. Like you said, the big thing we can take out of this is networking, man. Networking yeah. is huge, especially in today's day and age where we have social media, we have Facebook, we've got mm-hmm. Instagram, we've got yeah. LinkedIn, we've got all these different ways to connect with people and reach out. Do it, you know? Don't yeah. be afraid. Just do it. That's fantastic, man. Your story's your story's awesome, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's awesome learning about it and hearing about it and, and being able to being able to be a part of it, man. Congrats yeah, no, to you, bro. I was actually just asked yesterday if uh if I use LinkedIn and I was like, No. Just I just nah. use Instagram. But LinkedIn is so big. Is it? It's so I'm not, big. I haven't used it and I I hear about how big it is, but LinkedIn is great for yeah. for me on, on the business side. Mm-hmm. And Facebook and Instagram is fantastic, yeah. But LinkedIn, if you have a business, if you have a purpose, if you have something you're trying to drive out, you connect with people that are in that same atmosphere as yeah. you, you know. Like for me, I, I own a pressure washing business, a Christmas light business. I connect with people, facilities, property yeah, managers. Yeah, yeah. And for you, it's probably the opposite, man. You're you're connecting with general managers, coaches, yeah. things. But that, I mean, that's another form of networking that for you sure. might you might look into because um, it's. I mean, LinkedIn is getting pretty big. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to jump on the trend then because yeah, yeah, you have to promote yourself. You have to. You have to man. let people know what you're doing. Yeah, and like you, you have to ask for it. Yeah, because it's not gonna fall on your yeah, lap. Yeah, so for sure. I'm definitely getting some ideas. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've had I've had friends who are. Like in Detroit, I was really good friends with the uh, social media uh, worker, hmm. and she was always teaching me. She's like, she's like, all right, you try to, you got to put out your content out there. You got to put, put your pictures, make make people like you, use the hashtags. Mm-hmm. And for me, like sometimes, like I'll post a picture with like my parents, and I'll just put like, uh, parents came to Seattle. I'll get like 150 likes, and then I'll post a picture, throw in a bunch of hashtags, hmm. and it's like everyone sees it mm-hmm. everyone sees it I'll i'm lucky like, if i get like 30 this guy yeah, said i, I hit 150 <laughs> i'm over here running ads on facebook mm-hmm. for the business trying to get likes and reaches i'm and over here getting like 300 400 on the yeah. picture <laughs> but that's in, that's fun it's a fun way to oh, look yeah. at it because now that you are a kit man like why not just decide to be the kit man on instagram yeah or yeah. the kit man on tiktok or yeah. something like how, that and, and how yeah. how many i guess let me this is a good question i think how many other kitmans are on social media? Is it usually just the younger ones? Or? No, I, I, believe it or not, almost almost every Quinn manager from MLS is on is on Instagram. And are they as active as you are, as as far as their personalities go, and the way the way you carry yourself? I mean, you're super easygoing, easy to talk to, easy to, I mean, throw headphones and talk into a oh, mic, yeah. dude, just like that. I, mean, I like love doing nothing. this. I love doing this. Um, no, no, a good majority are okay. Um, then you see a couple other equipment managers who will post every like fifth picture is work, but the rest of it is like more personal, more personal stuff that they're doing with their kids, with mm-hmm. their with their wife or stuff at home. I mean, I don't have a wife or kids, so work is this work is, for me. This is your yeah, life. Huh? This is my life. So I, that's that's all I do. Um, and then we have a couple of equipment managers that like the 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 equipment manager from uh, Kansas City. That guy is on every platform yeah you yeah. look him up on tiktok he's on tiktok he's, make, man. he's making videos he's That's he's cool funny though. yeah That's respectable man he's I, funny. I love that if there was one kit man that you like say that's the guy that i 
motivates me expires and, and i aspire to be like this guy like which one is it is it the man city one i think it would be the man city one right. that, yeah. guy, that guy that guy's that guy's give him cool. a shout out right now yeah we'll, we'll brandon man you the bomb this guy's sweet man city dude. yeah and he just became a champion too man. yeah can you imagine being the kit manager for pep like that probably comes with its own type of pressure yeah. and he's know? he's been there forever as well like I, w- I was watching a video from like 10 15 years ago and I saw him like super young he, mm. when he still had hair. <laughs> <laughs> but he's 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 so cool. He's so cool and like, he's like very easygoing as mm. well. Like so like he'll do anything. He'll do anything. Like you what is the name of the show on on uh, Amazon? Is it the uh All In. Mm. It's All In. Yeah. I'm interested in when he comes out on it. Yeah, that's the first one that they did. Man City was the first one they did and and there's players out there that like they, they would ask him like, "Oh, so who's your Who's your best friend? Like uh, Vincent Company, he was mm. on there, and he's like, he's like, oh, Brandon's my best friend. Mm. Like when they're at training, he's like, oh, I have to go. They had like these little like rooms where you'd go in, and it would basically like freeze your body. It's like so cold. Yeah, Cairo therapy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, I never go in by myself. I always make Mer- Brandon go with me. Dang. And like you see the video, and, and there goes Brandon. Justin like the gloves or whatever going in with him and yeah it's insane I this this job and just hearing about it just baffles yeah baffles me baffles me because it's, it's cool man it's one of those yeah. dream jobs yeah yeah that's crazy dude it's like oh you get paid to travel yeah 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 you get paid to kick the ball around yeah 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 just you just having to fun kick it with the, the basically you get paid to be everyone's best friend man yeah yeah that's wild it's sweet yeah what about uh, one moment that you were just like holy cow that, like just left you like just on the pitch like crazy crazy um talk about the league man that story you told me the other day you guys playing with the office and and all that making oh yeah league yeah so you guys. that was pretty neat we have a we have a league team um i mean a, an office team and those, those moments are the that's that's fun because we get to like play with uh people from the front office mm-hmm. and like the training facility and those those moments are, are fun because I actually get to play. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I'll get to kick the ball now and or here then. Now I get to, like, actually, like, play a full, like, mm-hmm. full game. And those are a lot of fun. Um, and there's been a couple of players that are like, oh, let us know when your next game is. We'll, we'll come watch you. And it's like, oh, having a professional mm-hmm. athlete coming to watch <laughs> me. Come like, and judge you and critique you. different. Yeah. That's like, I play, I play center back now. And we have, like, a center back. He's like, oh, let me know when you play. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Nah. Good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, but no, a moment <laughs> that's, that's left me, uh, like just kind of like in awe. There's, there's been a couple. It was like my first week in Seattle. I went for a walk, and I was kind of like trying to like get to know the streets. And I was like, I think I know the stadiums over here. I walked over to the stadium, and it was like late at night. It was dark, but the lights on the stadium were all on. And I, I just remember looking up, and I was like, That's my home. I made it. Like, this is what I wanted, and I made it. Like, that was one of those moments mm-hmm. where I was like, I remember I, I had a jacket on, and I still, like, I got cold. Like, I got the goosebumps. I was like, mm. oh, man. Yeah. And uh, another one, um, my last game for Detroit. Um, my last game for Detroit was July 3rd of last year. Mm. And uh, we were playing the final against, uh, I think it was Cal United. It was a California team. And we're playing, and this game, if whoever won got to put the the star on their jersey. And I knew it was my last game. All the players knew it was my last game. Um, the fans that day found out it was my last game. Hmm. So they threw like a big like they made a banner for me. They they make a they made signs. They gave me like a goodbye gift. It was it was so cool. One of the best days. I mean, it was it was hard to say goodbye, but at the same time, like. I, I know I walked away, like, the right way. Mm. Um, we ended up winning the game 1-0 and, like, just taking pictures with everybody on the field. It was, like, it was mm. one of those g- games where I was just, like, well, this is it. This is it. It was it was a very real moment, yeah. a very real moment. And anytime I get to bring my parents onto the field, it's 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 one so of those yeah. moments. It's one of those moments where, like, they, they knew it meant a lot to me. Like, it was my last game and – when I brought him for the Champions League final, it was another um, one. One of those games where my parents were like, "Oh, you want to take a picture with with this guy?" And I'm like, "No, I just want to take a picture with you guys on the field." Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I did. I took pictures with 
both of them on the field a couple times and different angles and such a real moment. Dang. And I, I always told them, I was like, I'm really, I'm doing this. I'm doing this for me, but I'm doing this for me because of you. Like they, they were able to give me what I needed, what I wanted. And, um, I mean, when I started college, they were like, oh, you're going to, you're going to do accounting. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do accounting. One semester in, I was like, I do not understand accounting. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm switching over to education. And they're like, are you sure? You're going to make a lot more money with, with accounting. And I was like, yeah, I just don't understand it. And I was like, they're like, okay. Now that I was in education, I got my degree. I was teaching for a year. And then they were like, I was like, all right, I'm leaving education to work with the team. And they're like, they're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. We know what we're telling you. You got a good job here. And I was like, I was like, I know, but I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, they're like, no, we just wanted the best for you. And like, we, we were trying to support you no matter what. And I was like, I know, I know. But yeah, it's. But look at me now. I'm bringing exa- on the exactly. field. My dad's exactly. drinking from the cup. Yeah. He's running that's, around doing that's lots of the deep, trophy. man. Yeah. I, just, I got goosebumps just listening to that. You know, you yeah. win a championship game. You you bring your parents on the field and they tell you, who do you want to take a picture with? And you're that you guys. With you guys. You guys are what matter. You guys got me here. You 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 call my dad right now and you're like, hey, who has the uh, the Champions League medal? And my dad's probably wearing it right now. <laughs> after the game, after the game, I took it off and I was like, dad, this is yours. Put it on. Mm. He's got it, yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool, yeah. dude. And it's like, to me, it's like, it's only at the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this is just yeah. starting. Yeah. Like, How old are you, bro? I'm 27. Uh, 27 years. How yeah. long have you been in this game? As far as a kit man? As, since 2018. Okay. But and the then you've been playing. Since been, he was five. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. 22 years. Like, and then, you, I mean, you played, you played, like, high school ball. You played college ball. You yeah. played... You, you mean you did tryouts for Detroit? Yeah. And then... Believe it or not, I was on their uh, roster three right. times. I was on the roster fantastic. three times, yeah. Was Marcos on the roster? It was never on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> never on the roster. That's the a first low time, blow, Marcos. The first time it might have been because we didn't have enough players for the roster, so they <sighs> had to throw me on there. That's but okay. the other two times, the other two times, the, uh, the, it, he said. the head coach was like, do you want to play? And I'm like, yeah. And we were playing against like a Mexican team. He's like, he's like, do you want to play against them? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll put you on the roster. Didn't really play, but yeah. I was on the roster. That's cool, yeah. man. That's cool. That is cool, dude. It's yeah. going to be fun to follow you now. Yeah. I'm going to be like, hey, guys, I know the kit manager from South yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, You guys yeah. want a messy jersey or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Doesn't play for Sounders, but. No, he might make it on the roster yeah. one day. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, but for reals, for reals, before before well, before we say our goodbyes, you guys need to link up on Instagram and yeah, for sure, media. for sure, it's gonna yeah. happen. Drop drop yeah. your handles so the people yeah. that are watching can follow me on uh, Instagram at, at @kitmanmoy. Uh, always posting on there at least once a week. Yeah, and nice. my stories, my stories are good too. Yeah, nice. they are. Yeah. I can vouch for that. That's true. It's funny how like they put you to school to do an accounting and you went to education when in reality there's nothing that you know more than soccer. Oh yeah, that's kind of like how I feel, and that's why we do what we do because. So you can study to do something, but deep down, like, what do you know better than soccer? Yeah. And it's, it, it's also crazy. Like, you think you know soccer, you watch and you're like, ah, you should have passed it here. Mm-hmm. You should have done this. But once you're on the field with, with pros, mm-hmm. it's a different perspective. Like, you're learning so much. Like, I don't know how much I've learned from mm-hmm. from just, like, being at training. Like, watching them train, I'm like, wow, I would have thought you would have wanted this. But mm-hmm. the coach said, pass it out this way. And that makes so much sense. Like you're, I feel yeah. like I learn all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to play for the team and uh, watching the game footage and oh, breaking yeah. bad habits and yeah. learning how the coach wants to play because sometimes you can't play so the way that you want to. You have yeah. to play by how the coach wants you. It's just it, there's so many things. Yeah. So many things. And it's it's, it. it's crazy because you think some of these players like come in, train, do their little rehab or whatever they need to do after, and then go home. No, they. Even when they go home, they're doing something. At least two hours of watching video, mm-hmm. either watching the opponent play the games that they've played, watching their own games, or watching the training sessions. Because every training session is recorded. Mm-hmm. Every training session is sent to the players, and they need to watch it. And the coach can see who's been on, who's been watching, how mm. long you've been watching. So yeah, and yeah, they're GPS too, so they know how fast oh, yeah, you're running, the GPS. how long you're running. Yeah, that's it's crazy how they've broken it down. How how much soccer has 
advanced. Mm-hmm. Not only in in that session, like the the players wearing the little the sports bra with the GPS in it, but also like the recovery that mm-hmm. these guys are doing. I mean, I'm kind of jealous sometimes because like I'll see them after training and they're in the hot tub, then the cold tub, and the sauna, getting a massage and everything. I'm like, man, hey, the kit man needs love too, though. <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah you- uh, that's crazy. Uh, pass dude. it on. Let me let me get on the uh, massage table. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Chewy, do you have any questions for him or anything? No, man. I'm. I don't have any questions right now, man. I appreciate you for coming on and yeah, no, for sure. Nuggets. Thanks man. for thanks for having me on here, man. Anytime. When you come back, just let me know. It's Absolutely. this is nothing. For sure. This is easy. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we ever get to go to Seattle, we'll hit you up. For sure. I've hey, never man, let's been. plan that, dude. Let's do, let's do something. Let's plan I've never it. Never been. Yeah. Do a weekend trip up there. Hit this boy. No, up. No, for sure. You guys, you guys would love it. You guys would love it. You guys would love it. All right, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you. Like, do you have anything else to say? No, I'm good, man. Thank or, you. Thank you for having me. For the people that want to be kit managers, just two or three words for them. Just don't give up. Do what you want to do. Honestly, don't be afraid to reach out. Just do it. Do what you want to do. Honestly, that's that's. I think that's that's always what I've always told myself. Like, do what you want to do. It's it's. it's at the end of the day, it's. Are you happy? Do what you want to do. That's what it's the title of the That's episode is going to be. Do what you want to do. Do what yeah. you want to do. Well, I, if you're listening to this and you made it this far, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Mass Football Podcast. Peace.